Hey guys, I'm Calvin L. Williams, and this is the Documenting the Journey podcast. This show is for executive leaders to discover their next brilliant idea for executing strategic goals, all while creating a thriving culture of continuous improvement. Be prepared to be inspired, to dream bigger, aim for the stars, and transform the world around you. Hey, everybody. I have the privilege to be here with Mike Cuzo. He is the VP of operations at Golden Eagle Company, and uh, he has a very interesting story. He's one of the rare folks that you meet that started out as a frontline level person and sort of worked their way up to executive leadership. So it's it's almost a it's a version of the American dream. Right, Mike? Would you say? Uh, sure. I, I, you could say <laughs> that, Cal. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. So, Mike, uh, why, don't you, why don't you take a, a quick second to introduce yourself? Sure. Like you said, I'm Mike Cuzo. I work for Gold Eagle Company. We're a family-owned manufacturer of industry-leading brands like Stable, 303, Heat Gas Line Interfreeze. We started out in 1932, so we've got a, a wonderful 90-year history here in Chicago. And as you mentioned, yeah, I, I worked my way up. Worked for a Fortune 200 company for uh, a number of years. Started out on the front line. Worked my way from the front line up to into quality and then into engineering and then managing a couple different sites and then uh, coming here to Gold Eagle as an operations manager, moving my way up to a uh, director of operations and now I get to sit in the big boy seat, VP of operations. I'm a, <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. You know, a lot, a lot of the folks who uh, listen in to this show are interested in uh, strategy, strategy execution, continuous improvement. I like to think of, of your type of story as a real practitioner that may or may not be classroom educated on all the terminology and the, you know, the, the standard way of looking at it, but somebody who has done it and figured out how to make stuff happen right on the fly. So, so give us a little bit about your background and, you know, managing strategy. What are some of the greatest challenges that you've run into? Yes, sure. I like to joke around that my, my collar is uh, still stained blue. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't forget the, the blue collar aspect of, of what we do here. We're a manufacturing organization and there is a lot of frontline workers. As far as managing strategy goes, it's important to not forget that. That strategy is not just an executive function; it's a function of the entire organization, right? So it's got to awesome. it's got to start from the CEO level all the way down to the frontline worker, and everybody has to understand how they can contribute to meeting those those goals of an organization and get that engagement. That was some of the things that I struggled with early on, not only as a frontline worker, you know, hearing, here's our goals, here's our revenue goals, all right, here's our profitability, and we need X percentage of this. I'm just coming in to, to run a piece of equipment. I don't understand how I can make an impact to that. Sitting in the seat that I'm in today, I, I sometimes forget that, right? And I think all of us do, is that we may have these these great meetings and put everything on paper and we've got a beautiful, what we think is a flawless strategy and we go to present that and you're looking at a bunch of blank faces and they don't understand how they can contribute to that. So I think it's really important as we develop a strategy, how can we break that down into smaller bits so that the individuals from the front line to the office, customer service, sales, marketing, how can they have an impact on that? It may not be That's directly it. related to it, but, you know, I tell you, when, when you bring it down to that level, 
and you have those conversations because that's really what it's about. It's not just that presentation. It's having those conversations with individuals and getting that engagement with them. You know, for us, we're, we're, uh, we're manufacturing liquid in a bottle for fuel stabilizers and, and some things for some OEMs and letting them know that the products that they're producing are real. You can see them in stores. You see them in your car, right? And our strategy for growing the company, here's how you can contribute to that, right? Making sure the labels look good on the shelf, right? So you got some pride behind it. When you take your family to that Walmart or that AutoZone and you see our products sitting on the shelf, uh, and I think we've seen a world of difference here at Gold Eagle by uh, presenting it that way, as opposed to just putting some PowerPoint presentations out there and, and hoping things stick. There's a lot there. I'm over here smiling like, yeah, Mike, you, you're checking every box. I think you know this, but I, I released a book actually a couple of weeks ago. It's called Fit the Simple Science of Achieving Strategic Goals, right? In this book, we talk about a concept called Agile Strategy Execution. And part of the premise, uh, or, or there's there's a narrative sort of that runs in the backdrop of the book about the 1960s moonshot mission, right? And in this mission, JFK says, hey, we, you know, we're going to send a man to the moon and back within the decade, which is really by 1970. But it said that at NASA during this time, even the janitor completely understood the mission. They completely understood their role in making the mission a success. When I hear you talk about how important it is that, you know, every single person in the company understands their unique role in making the company successful. I think that's so, so, so powerful. I mean, just think about what can be achieved when you have that level of engagement behind what's really most important to improve. I couldn't agree more. And, and there's a ripple effect to it too, right? So not only is the company achieving goals and there's financial success, you can invest in the company and your people, but it's the little things like that windshield time on the way home. I believe that's one of the most important aspects of an organization is when the people that yourself or the people that you work with when they're on their way home, how do they feel about the day that they had? Mm. Do they feel like they were a contributor, right? Because that's all we want to do. We want to be heard and we want to contribute to a bigger thing that's, that's bigger than us, right? Wow. Uh, and that windshield time is so important. I, I reflect on that. There, there are definitely days on my way home where I might be saying a few words under my breath, right? But ultimately, majority of the time, I'm smiling. I had a good day. Looking forward to going home and spend time with my family. And talk about the things that I did today. Rather, you know, I'm not a believer in leave work at work. It's just, hmm. I, I don't see how that happens. It, I can't separate those two people. It's, I'm the same person, right? Whether I'm here or I'm at home, it's just different roles, right? Yeah. But ultimately, what, you know, the purpose that I have here, I, I want to share that with my family and share that with my friends. That's, uh, that's I wanna awesome. want to hear what they have to say, too. So how, how do you do that, though? Like we're just talking greatest challenges and that's, you know, engaging everybody behind what's really most important to improve or the company strategy. What are what some techniques that you've seen that's helped helped you overcome that challenge? Oh, uh, it's a, a, a great question. The best thing that you can do is to involve as many people as possible in that strategy execution. You can mm -hmm. have that vision and you can have that strategy and the tactics behind it. But if you're doing it behind closed doors in a boardroom, you're setting yourself up for failure, in my opinion. Interesting, right. I, I think the best way that you can truly execute a strategy well is to have individuals who are actually going to contribute to that be a part of it. Those who are closest to the problems are closest to the solutions. 
That's it. Dang. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and having those telling, talking, having it as a conversation, it shouldn't be a tell. It shouldn't be an ask. It should be a conversation about here's where we see the company is going. And you're a part of that. How hmm. can you help execute our goals and our visions? We want you to help develop that strategy. And that's what we do here. We, our executive team will sit and talk and where we believe the market's going and where we fit in that market. But ultimately, at the end of it, we're sitting down with what we call our coordinating team, which is all different leaders throughout the organization. And we're asking them their opinion. And then how can we execute on this? How can we develop a strategy so that their teams and our team can work together towards a common goal? Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, you and I have talked a couple of times and and uh, I was just checking out your profile to to learn more about your background. And you, you're a bit of a strategic scholar in a way. You've studied at the University of Chicago, uh, project management strategy, Harvard Extension School, industrial and organization strategy, and a few other really impressive academic achievements in that regard. And what do you feel like are some of the best techniques you've learned along the way? I appreciate the, the, the compliments. I don't think anybody's ever described me as a scholar, but... <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not my wife or or those I work with that know me best. (laughs) But uh, obviously those those top tier universities have helped shape who I am, but it really puts you in a different mind of thinking. Really, it's more of a coaching thing, in my opinion. But the the strategy techniques, it's it's being human and understanding that everybody's a person. Six Sigma has definitely helped project management uh, through uh, PMI, Project Management Institute, has definitely helped me. It's It makes it a little bit simpler, right? You can use the DMAIC process for solving problems using the, the PMP method for running projects. That helps, but it's really those soft skills in between. That's the execution piece to me. That's the secret sauce. Is, That's it. It, it, it's, it's people. That's what's going to drive a business. It's people, right? Yeah. It's not the no, tool. I- have it, it's not the it's not the equipment that you have or the product you can have all that but if you don't have the right people in the right seats you're, you're going to struggle and you're not going to be happy and I, I i think that's important i think it's important to be happy in your work and, and to have some pride behind what you do yeah i certainly i think it certainly helps engagement anyway right looking forward to uh the next play as i like to call it I like to think of myself as a scholar as well on the subject of strategy and strategy management and strategy execution. I don't know how much you've studied what we do with agile strategy execution, but it's very different from the traditional model where traditional, which it's what I call the uh, create, delegate and wait approach yeah. where, you know, you spend a week or two weeks hold up in a hotel somewhere creating a annual plan. And then you spend the other 51 weeks waiting on results. Agile is more like more like a a football coach, American football coach, where the coach doesn't just send a list of plays and say, run these and let me know how the game turns out. They're more on the field, right, for the play-by-play. And I think a lot of leaders don't take the time to recognize that you're playing against another team and maybe you're playing against seven or eight other teams all simultaneously. And you don't know what those other teams are going to do throughout the course of the year. They could take some of your players, right? (laughs) They could... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they could run blitz every play, right? You, yeah. you, you, you sort of got to be involved in the play-by-play just like a football coach would be, right? And right. after each play, you call a huddle and you say, all right, we saw what happened there. This worked well. That didn't work well. Let's, let's, let's go this way next time. Let's run the play. And after yep. that, we're going to get back in the huddle and figure out the next play to run. In my view, that's a, a way more effective way to 
manage and execute strategy than the traditional approach. Um, I, I was curious to know your, your experience with that kind of thing. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and to your point, using that same analogy, the goal doesn't change, right? Exactly, right. The goal doesn't change, but things happen. We know that. Things happen in the environment. Who would have predicted this year? Who would have predicted the pandemic? Nobody could have done that. Right? Exactly. The, the individuals that were successful were the ones that could be you know, agile, and they were able to, to adjust and change change courses a little bit, but the strategy was similar. The strategy and the goal may have been the same. It's just how they they manage through that and how they, they go through the ups and flows. And we do something similar here where we're looking at it at a quarterly basis, monthly basis, daily basis sometimes, but the goal remains the same. But we're, we're, we're comfortable with being uncomfortable because uncomfortability a lot of times is fear of the unknown. And we, we have to be comfortable with that, knowing like, all right, we're going to do this because we this is the information we have today. This is the actions that we're going to take to continue down the path of reaching that goal. The path may look very different than what we expected when we first started talking about the year, but mm. that's reality, right? They, and that is, that's what you have to do. You can, you can fight the current all you want, or you can go along with the river, right? That's it. Right. You, can, you can be upset with that rock that's in front of you when you're trying to raft down that river. By or doing you can that. move out the way so the rock or doesn't hit you. Away, right? <laughs> right? right. They get so stuck on them. No, that's not the path. That wasn't That wasn't the plan. I got to stick that, to the plan. That doesn't and, work. The plan, some, at some point, you got to accept that the plan was a bad idea. Keep it moving, right? right. Can you imagine a, a, an NFL football team Going into a game, here's all the plays we're going to run, and we're not going to change a single thing. This nope. is how we're going to every down. And it's, it's, the problem is the problem is like for that kind of thing, you have to assume what the other team's going to do. Right. You have to assume what they're going to run every single play, and there's no way you can know that. No. And, and it's it's their job to make sure you don't know that. Um, it, just like your competition, it's their job to make sure you don't know what they're going to do. Just like. It's your job to make sure they don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that that's, this is the way business work. And they kind of just stay in that dysfunctional cycle of annual plan. It didn't work. Let's get together and create another one. And it, right. right. Why, why, why would you do that? It's like, a lot of time and wasted energy. Yeah, and we, money too, right? Uh, you, like, what, what was the latest one today? Um, Salesforce is now laying off 10% of its workforce. You know, the reason for that is that somebody, you know, the executive team got together and put a put a plan together, a bad plan. Mm -hmm. And then when they start getting hit with reality, they 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 get together and say, oh, crap, you know, all those people we spent all those millions of dollars of hiring. Yeah, it was it was a bad idea. Now we got to go fix it. Yep. Yeah. And now I, we got to go dis disrupt lives and basically take all that investment as a loss, you know, right. and get a black eye in the, in the media for it. I, I don't know anybody that in their personal life would go and make large investments without knowing it, like assuming they're going to have money, assuming <laughs> that these things are going to happen. I couldn't imagine sitting down with my family and going, all right, well, I anticipate this year I'm going to make X amount of money up front. I want to spend X amount on X, Y, and Z. Right? Exactly. And, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to do because I believe in this and, uh, we got the let's, right team and let's do it. Let's go guys. And, and then, let's, you know, let's, it's like, let's go take a good chunk of everything we own and let's yeah. bet it on this. It's, it's gambling really. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's basically what it is. It's, it's a form of gambling. Whereas like, just take the Salesforce example. 
if they were more agile, right? I think the natural attrition rate is about 10%. If okay. you look at the the rate that the economy is declining, it's it's may it may hit 10% reduction year over year over the next 12. You know, that's that's what it looks like. So really, Salesforce, all they really had to do was just not hire anybody and they would have been fine. Right. This, I, I think it's one of the worst things you can do. And this isn't a knock on Salesforce or anybody else, but the worst no, thing no, not at all. is hire somebody and then have to let them go not too long after, even if it's a year. It is. Because a lot of times you've pulled somebody from an environment that they were happy with, maybe they weren't happy with, but you have given them an opportunity within your organization and they have all these hopes and dreams of what they're going to accomplish with it. And then because yeah. decisions that were made behind closed doors now you have to let that individual go. Yeah. And, and that's, it's, that's personal. That's real. Right. That's personal. Right. And think about the ripple effect, right? Not for, for someone like myself, right. I have a wife, three children. Mm-hmm. We're settled here in Atlanta. We've been here 10 years. If I was to move across the country to join your team, and then you tell me a year later that, oh, it's not going to work out. Just imagine the amount of damage you've done, not just to my life, but their lives too. Right. The whole ripple effect, and then the community we left is missing something too, right? Because you know we were a staple. So yeah, it's it's a very destructive thing to gamble with. You yes. Know? Not to mention the the two billion dollar loss that they <laughs> they, they took <laughs> with this whole thing. So that's yeah, you're right. I mean, we're not we're not knocking on Salesforce because Amazon is the same thing, and we right. can name ten or fifteen other companies that are that kind of kind of got caught up in the same thing, you know. Coming right. ma- managing through the pandemic and into now, so, uh, but all of it is a sort of a byproduct of this this what I call waterfall style strategy management versus a more agile approach. And, so. and I think that's great. You know, particularly with my background in project management, they teach they teach waterfall. And now what the project management institute is is doing is they're starting to lean a little bit more towards agile. Right. That's so it. Now, now when you get certified, you're you're actually uh, certified on the agile aspect too, which is which is way more compelling to me. It feels a lot more natural. It feels a lot more organic because that's how we yep. live. It's day to day. It's very natural. Yeah, yeah my, I was talking to them about losing weight the other day with my wife. I said I need to lose 21 pounds. She says, "Don't worry about losing 21 pounds." She says, "Just lose one pound every day for the next three weeks." Wow. That's like, well, one pound is absolutely within my control. I could do one pound. <laughs> I saw. I thought that was that was powerful. So let, let's wrap it up real quick. Um, what 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 books would you recommend at this point? At this point, uh, I talked a little bit about you know that that river and that rock and that analogy comes from a book by Ryan Holiday. It's uh, Obstacle Is the Way, and it's it's a book, mm. a book that's really rooted in stoicism. But what it teaches you is that things are going to happen. And you have to expect that things are going to happen, but you have to have that ability to want to move around it and accept that, you know what, that happened. Now I need to change my course. And that's okay. That's it. It, yeah. It's a phenomenal book. I couldn't recommend, I, I recommend every book that Brian Holiday has written, but Obstacle is the Way is the one that really hit home for me. That's powerful. And it's like you got to choose your battles, right? I mean, yep. some obstacles you can go through, but, you, you know, sometimes it's smarter to go around. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I haven't read that one. It's, it's it's now on my list, though. Appreciate the appreciate the tip. Excellent. All right, Mike. This this has been great, man. You really love the way you think about managing strategy, and 
you can argue that managing strategy is running the business, you know, in, in a lot of senses. So especially from an executive point of view. So appreciate your insights here. One last question. How can people reach you if they want to meet you, connect with you, get to know you a little better? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so email is the best way to get a hold of me. It's just uh, Michael at michaelcuso.com. That's the best yeah. way to get a hold of me. Good. Yeah. Awesome, Mike. I'll let you get back to it. But yeah, this was this was fantastic. Glad we got a chance to catch up and chat. Absolutely. Calvin, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I love geeking out about this stuff with you. All right. If any of you want to learn more about Improver and what we do, you can find us at Improver.com. I-M-P-R-U-V-E-R.com. We actually wrote the book on this style, agile strategy execution, uh, as well as software and training courses and consulting and coaching and the whole spectrum. We like to call it an ecosystem for helping, helping companies to make the transition. So thank you guys so much. And Mike, we'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This episode was brought to you by the good folks at Improver Technologies. If you like the show, you can find more just like it at Improver.com. That's I-M-P-R-U-V-E-R.com, where you can learn more, do more, teach more, and transform your world. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.